بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. To be honest, this week, yeah, my my throat is a bit. <laughs> my throat is a bit. I don't know. It's been a tough week, to be honest. <laughs> it's been a tough week. I had a lot of traveling, a lot of yeah, well, a lot of eating, a lot of rushing around. Met some weird people. Right. Okay. Anyway, inshallah. In this session, what we're going to be doing is um, going looking at du'a al-istiftah. All right? What's the uh, lesson notes, uh, Shaykh Al-Salim? I'll be honest with you, Shaykh, you were better last week, to be honest. <laughs> this week, Yanni, your poor quality. It's just taking you half an hour just to bring the notes up. Right, well, it's one bite. Everybody knows rules, yeah? And I'll be honest with you, you just took like six bites. Right. So this is the third line. وَيَنْظُرْ مَشْجِدَهُ ثُمِّ يَقُولُ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمْ بِحَمْدِكَ وَتَبَارَكَ اسْمُكَ وَتَعَالَى جَدُّكَ وَلَا إِلَهَ غَيْرُكَ In the English, that means that he looks at his place of prostration. Come down, Shaz, come on. And then he looks at his place of prostration and he says, سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمْ بِحَمْدِكَ وَتَبَارَكَ اسْمُكَ That double S is not for shadda, but it's there to emphasize the sound. كَسْمُكَ وَتَعَالَى جَدُّكَ وَلَا إِلَهَ غَيْرُكَ This is called Dua'ul Istiftah. Dua'ul Istiftah. So here's the thing. I have a question for you. You remember in last week's lesson, when we were trying to call my mom? Yeah? About, and dad, about that whole dua in thingy. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be the flukiest of flukes that the, in next week, one whole week later, she calls back? <laughs> At the right exact moment. And I think that we should take advantage of that. Because I believe, now just to remind everybody what happened last week, okay? <coughs> we were saying that people learn a dua, okay, which is set. Okay, by your parents in the, in, in the dua after the salah. Okay, salam kumoro. The chimun suk suk hadam ki gana? Or dua chis okay, the paras muns pase. Naga dua chitas mung tabaya do chimung rukali ki naga sangai? Khoda mao bachi, mamoro plaro bachi? Ustazanak daranu bachi? Nyani kao bachi? Oh my goodness. Falfalwan, Akraban, Azizan. Chapka. Yolak Salirish Salirish. Wait, 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 wait. Yolak, Yolak Salirish Zara. Come. Ah. Perambaran. Come Ziat. Come Ziat. What a sick addition. More, no, uh, less or more. So, so uh, wait, wait, translation so far. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Uh, 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 uh,
forgive my parents, forgive my, forgive my parents, then forgive my teachers and the noble people, then forgive my grandparents, then forgive my... And those people who deserve it, and those who are close to me and family, forgive them. Then forgive the 124,000 prophets, more or less. Look at the aqidah coming through. Yeah? Did they say what? Did they don't want to be? Oh yeah, yeah. Obaki, matlab aqi aqi la maaf ka matlab. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to notice the the, the aqidah of the patans that we don't say it's definitely one hundred twenty-four thousand, but we say one hundred twenty-four thousand, whether it's more or less, all of them. May Allah forgive them as well. Because they're sinful. I don't. I don't. Why are we forgiving them? Don't ask that question. Don't ask that question. Obia, and in the end, bas. That's it. That's it. No, that's good. No, that's class. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, this was a problem last week that we're trying to clar- clarify, isn't it? Now, alhamdulillah, we clarify. <laughs> oh, behave, behave. My mom just said, oh, but when you get married, then you say, and, um, and forgive my, my parent-in-law as well. <laughs> that's a rubbish right there, you know that? What a load of a class that is, man. Come on. That's got it. Unbelievable. Okay, okay, my Amida Amanda was got it. Okay, Salaam Alaikum, thank you. All right. Unbelievable. When you get married, then you say, My father in law, my mother in law. Oh, that is a pure ziyadatul munkara. Anyway, my point is are you telling me that you've never heard that dua in Urdu? Or Punjabi? You have, yeah? There you go. I knew Hasib from the pen, he knew it. I knew it. Only a guy who cooks like that can know that. He knows, Yara, he knows. Only asli people. That's why I said no millennials included, no modern generation people. Oh, there's the guy, Professor Saab. Where have you been? After Nabaz, when you make dua, when you were young, what did your parents teach you to say in your dua after Nabaz? What was the one thing that you were taught, or, or anything that you were taught? That's all you were told. You weren't told you have to say, forgive me, forgive my parents, forgive my teachers, forgive my grandparents, forgive 124,000 prophets. So you weren't taught nothing. And the parents, they don't teach anything. So it's a Patan thing then. There you go. I have learned this one from Patan. This one. So you you have heard it. So there you go. So it's just me, who's blessed, bro. How's that messed up? I have to say, I've never included in those names in it. I'm not gonna lie. All right, listen. Stop wasting time, man. Honestly, right? Okay. So, anyway, this this uh, uh, going back to the istiftah. It's called du'a istiftah because some of the more prominent versions are very du'a-like. Okay. Um, the and what, 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 what there's no doubt about it is that the Prophet ﷺ would make this dua. So, and he would rotate between, or he would vary between, a prayer that would just be praise. So that would be thana only. So that would be, for example, only saying subhanakallahumma. He would rotate between, so for example, 
Like, if I give you an example of, just look at some of the, the, the translations of these. You don't even need to know, right? For example, can you kabir ashran wa yahmid ashran wa yusabbi ashran wa yuhalil ashra wa yastaghfir ashra? So he would say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ten times. Then Alhamdulillah, ten times. Then Subhanallah, ten times. And then La ilaha ila illallah, ten times. And then Astaghfirullah, ten times. And then he would say, Allahumma ghafirli wahdini warzukni wa'afini, ten times. Then he would say, Allahumma inni a'udhubika min yaddiqa yawm al-hisab. Oh Allah, f- uh, protect me from being, yani, in a difficult place on the day of accounting. Ten times. This hadith has been collected by Imam Ahmad and Ibn Abi Shayba and Abu Dawood and At-Tabarani with a chain which is good. Which is good. Now you never imagined that could happen at the beginning of the prayer. Never, ever, ever did you even believe that that is something that the Prophet ﷺ did. So this is the second category. Mixing between thana, praise, and dua. So you see all the beginning is all praise. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, which is all praise, praise, praise. And then the end of it is astaghfirullah, Allahumma firli, warhamni, ten times, ten times. And then... Then the Prophet, and then Sheikh uh, Muhammad Shankhiti, he says the third category is just dua. So you've got category one, which is to praise him only, subhana, which would be subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika wa tabaraka asmuka, nothing asked, just praise. The second would be, the, would be, would be a, a, a combination, like I just gave you. And then the third would be just pure dua, where you don't praise, you just go straight in. So what would be an example of that? By the way, another one of just thana, category one. Would be Allah Akbar Kabira, Alhamdulillahi Kathir, or Subhanallah, Wabihamdihi in a narration and another narration, Bukraton wa Asila. Okay, this, okay, the hadith states, one of the Istafta Habihi Rajul bin Sahaba, one of the companions, he said, Allah Akbar, started his salah. And the Prophet heard him say, Allah Akbar Kabira, Alhamdulillahi Kathir, or Subhanallah, Bukraton wa Asila. And the Nabi said, عَجِبْتُ لَهَا فَتَحْتُ لَهَا أَبْوَابُ السَّمَاءِ فُتِحَتْ لَهُ أَبْوَابُ السَّمَاءِ I'm amazed by what I just heard. A door to the heavens has been opened to him. A door to the heavens has just been opened for this companion who said this statement and the Prophet hears it and he says, job done. Hadith narrated by Imam Tirmidhi and by Abu Nu'aym and it is also and it is another narration by Jubair bin Mut'im that he heard the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa say that in the Nafal prayer, in the Tatawwa prayer. So that was something that he heard. I'm just giving you an example. And then another one, Alhamdulillah, hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi, which we know that we use after eating and we use يعني, after ruku'a. That one also, istaftah bihi rajulun akhar faqala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa This hadith we know. Already we know this hadith. But the question is, is that in this version of the hadith, it happens at the beginning, and in other versions of the hadith, it happens at the end, or uh, 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 during the uh, ruku'ah. So in this version of the hadith, which is collected by Imam Muslim and Abu Awana, okay, uh, the companion said this at the beginning, at the beginning, right? Alhamdulillah, hamdan kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan fi. There's no dua in that, that's just pure praise. And the Prophet Wasallam said, I've just seen... I have just seen 12 angels rushing with one another to see who's going to be the first one to lift that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're so proud of such a great statement, at such a great moment, in such a great manner, that it's going to be me who's going to say, Allah, look what someone just said. Okay? So, 
That's the only category of pure dhikr. I'll give you an example of, uh, uh, of uh, doing it uh, together. Now let's look at the most famous one. Allahumma ba'id bayna wa khatayaya. Okay, what do you think about that? That's kind of like a combination, no? No, that's pure dua. Yeah. So if you want to know which one is pure dua, then the most authentic of them is the pure dua with no dhikr. Or with no, uh, with not so much thana. Yeah, not so much praise. It's just go in there and ask. So the one which is narrated in Bukhari Muslim, look at the translation. So you start, Allahu Akbar. Oh Allah, separate me from my sins as you have separated the east from the west. Oh Allah, cleanse me of my transgressions as the white garment is cleansed, cleansed of stains. Oh Allah, wash away my sins with ice and water and frost or snow. Okay? So you see that? It was bam, 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 straight to the point. So that's dua. And that is why, and because that is the one that's narrated in Bukhari Muslim, that's the most authentic version, the most narrated version, and the most highest in terms of Sanad, in terms of chain, it created the category and the name Dua al-Istiftah, even when the one that we all use doesn't have a jot of a Dua in it. Because we call it Sana. Does that make sense? Yeah? So, what's the, what's the, what's the lesson point? The Prophet ﷺ definitely made Istiftah. There are so many hadith that, that uh, do that. And um, there's a discussion. I don't know whether you guys want this detail, but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's nice. The Sheikh says, so what's better? وَأَمَّا الْمُفَاضَلَ بَيْنَ هَذِي الْإِسْتِفْتَاحَاتِ Yeah, I see. It was a right word. Okay. مِنْ عَدْمِهَا فَقَدْ ذَهَبَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ رَحِمُهُمُ اللَّهِ إِلَى تَفْضِيلِ الثَّنَاعِ لِلْدُعَاءِ وَقَالَ الْإِسْتِفْتَاحِ بِالثَّنَاعِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَفْضَلْ مِنْ إِسْتِفْتَاحِ بِالدُعَاءِ وَذَلِكَ لِحَدِيثِ أُمِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ عَشْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا وَكَذَلِكَ عَدِيثِ بِسَعْدَ الْخُدْرِ عَنْ 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 وَفِيهِ أَنَّ النَّبِيَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِسْتَفْتَحَ إِسْتَفْتَحَ صَلَاتُهُ بِحَدِثِ الثَّنَاءِ فقال سبحانك اللهم بحمدك وتبارك اسمك فأثنى على الله عز وجل وثبت في الحديث أيضا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الله أكبر كبيرة لك أسد عندن وقال والذي نفس بيدي لقد فتحت لها أبواب السماء لقد فتحت له أبواب لها أبواب السماء وقال كرّكت 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 so there were a group of the scholars that said that definitely to praise Allah in your istiftah is better than making dua in your istiftah. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ said, Subhanakallah wa bihamdik, because the Prophet ﷺ, Allah Akbar kabira, because when he heard the other companions say, Alhamdulillah, kathirin al he said, he said, he said, like the two, you know, he praised them both. So clearly that's better. Also, we know from other ahadith that there's a general principle that you're meant to praise before you ask. And some scholars, they said, no, actually to make dua in al-istiftah is better than thana. Okay? And that is because of the hadith, Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khataya, which is the most authentic. It's in Bukhari, it's in Muslim, it's the most well-known one. And if that's the one that was most narrated, then we should stick to that. And that is no thana in there, that is dua. So that's better to make it. وَقَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ Some of the scholars, they said that Al-Afdal is to say something like The one that we all memorize. Why? That's another one. If you haven't memorized, then you should learn that from Hishnul Muslim. Okay? Why? Because it combines between praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua. So you do a little bit of both. And that's the best of all. What does Shaykh Shanqiti say? He says, What seems apparent to me, Wallahu A'lam, that the hadith of Abu Huraira is 
he said that what's, 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 what's best of all is to follow the sunnah of the Prophet and the most authentic dua is to say Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayaya and so that should be our takeaway point uh, and of course to vary between them is something and you remember Ruhi asked is it something which can be combined the answer is yes there's no evidence to say that you cannot combine between saying two and three Okay, but what seems to be the sunnah is to vary between them. I have to say to you that this is my practice for the last 20 years and I believe it to be the sunnah. I believe that a certain person, sometimes they enter into a prayer and they're in a certain mood and then they enter into a different prayer and they're in a different mood and there are people who enter into a prayer and they're looking for something out of that prayer. They have a certain need. Sometimes they want to yani, make extra dua. Sometimes they want to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask for something yani, more fundamental in the sajda, etc., etc. And the most important thing here is, is that the more that you vary it, the more that you'll be involved in your prayer. The more that you're actively thinking inside of your prayer. For it. And I always said this, there's a, there's, a, there's a great blessing because everyone, everyone, without exception, soon as they say Allah Akbar, they don't even think. They will say subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Everyone. And I've often told people that I believe that they'll be rewarded more for their prayer. And this is a big shout, very controversial, but I have no doubt about it. They will be more rewarded for their prayer if they stop and don't say it at all. They'll be more rewarded if they say subhanakallah and they stop because they've just heard this kind of big voice at the back say, leave it so that you can wake up in your prayer. And I believe that they'll be more rewarded for that prayer. Not because, not because they've left something which clearly improves the prayer and extra praise and extra du'a but because 99% of the time maybe even I'll go say is 100% of the time that's being said mindlessly by the majority of people mindlessly they don't even realize they finished it they just move so smooth and then the next thing that they remember is when they're going Allah Akbar for takbir for ruku'a and then it's like you know the surah is the same surah the fatah is the same fatah everything is the same 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 so I want to say to you that we have so many hadith of the person who turns away from Allah in the prayer. No one turns around in the prayer like that. No one. No one in history has ever turned around in the prayer. So it means that your heart turns away. It means that your mind turns away. It means that you become preoccupied with autopilot, with thinking of something else, and because you memorize it and said it so many times, it just flows out of your mouth, so you're not there. So if that's the case and you are turning away, and Allah doesn't turn away until you turn away, then when you turn away, Allah turns away. So you've got nothing out of the prayer. So I'm telling you that if you can in the prayer just slap yourself and say, you know what, I'm not going to say that. Just so that it sends a shock to my system and makes me super scared, fearful, did I pray properly or not? You know, you're worried like I left something out. And you're always thinking, and every moment you're actually realizing I'm actually praying. You're kind of like in a different zone. It's a different experience. I believe that you'll get more reward for that prayer because of your greater presence than the one where you actually said more in. But there was no quality. There was no connection. So that is controversial, of course. But that's what I believe, right? So, on to that point, on to that point, um, I think that better than just not saying anything or better than saying subhanAllah and then thinking you know what I'm going to leave that because that's like an emergency it's, it's, it's actually if we use the autopilot example that's actually a really good example because what does wake you up but emergency brake right if something runs into the road you're going to slam the brakes on 
and you're, you're suddenly sweating and you're like that and you know, you're whatever. So I'm saying slam the emergency brake on in the salah and stop what you're about to say, which is not part of the prayer. You can't do that fatiha. Fatiha is a rukun. Fatiha is a pillar of the prayer. But you can do it with the sunnah aspects, which is, the tes- which is this thina. You can do it with a surah. So many times I say to people, don't say a surah. Just to shake it up. Just to freak you out. You suddenly realize I'm meant to say a surah right now. And you know what? I'm not going to say surah. Allahu Akbar. You know when you go for ruku, you're going to be thinking, Oh my God, I never said surah. I never said surah. I never said surah. I never said surah. I can't believe I just did that. You'll be doing that all the way. And you know what? If you had said a surah, Wallahi, if you said anything like that in that prayer, you'd just be going, Subhanallah, 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 Subhanallah. That's what you'd be saying. And you're just shaking it up. And you'll be there, and then you'll be thinking, Subhana Rabbi al I can't believe I didn't recite a surah. Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. It's a whole different flex. And that's what you've got to do to inject meaning into your prayer, because you're, you know, we're all so struggling with the connection, the meaning, the Arabic, the language barrier, the, you know, the whole kind of modern thing and all the distractions. We've got to do these things. Now, old school, you wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. What would you be doing old school? You'd be varying. So you have your subhanahu one day, and uh, you have your, your Allahum Ba'i the next day, you have your Wajjahtu Wajjah Lillah, Fatiru Samaat Wal Ard next day. You'd be varying it, and you'd be enjoying it, and you'd be, because you don't know it as common as the other, you'd be struggling to say it, and then you'd be not sure, and whatever, whatnot. It's like the same thing. If you make a mistake on Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika wa tabarakasmuka, if you make a mistake on tabarakasmuka and you said tabarakasmuka, the vast majority of you will not be able to start again. You'd have to go Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika wa tabarakasmuka. Agreed? Because for you it's just one blurb. There's no way that you're splitting that and feeling it and connecting it. If you made a mistake or you forgot, you just say, right, come on now, go back into autopilot. You can do this. And you go back and just restart this subhanakallah. And it's amazing, it works. You go back and you just start, so you just go relax. And you go, There you go. Just came straight out, didn't think about it at all. The less you think about it, the more automatic it comes out. So I'm saying to you that that, as, as useful and as fun as that is, that's not how Allah is to be worshipped. And that's not what a Muslim is meant to be doing when they're praying. This is not flipping torture, you know what I'm saying? Allah doesn't need us to be standing there going through all this yani nonsense, right? Where you're there not thinking, what am, I, you know, what am I doing, right? So I'm saying that you're the one who needs this. Don't embarrass yourself and see, you know, learn how to do it properly. And, and doing it properly here means what? But memorizing the alternatives, memorizing the longer versions, memorizing the dua types, the dhikr types, the praising types, the eulogy types, and then varying between them, leaving them out sometimes. Then, you know, I don't want to say that you should read two or three. There's no hadith that states that. Can I say it's prohibited? No. But I think that it's better than to say two or three. A person should say, if I want to mix between dua and, and a thana, then I'll use one that mixes between dua and thana. And if I, that's what they should do. And I think that's, uh, I think that's it. Anyway, um, the next... Uh, uh, What's the next thing I want to say? The next thing I want to say, subhanAllah, is that is, is this subhanakallahumma, everyone agrees that it's a sunnah act only. No one said it's obligatory in the prayer. I just want you to know. At that time? Yeah, bismillah.
Right, okay. So we have about uh, 10, 12 minutes left. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, uh, this is nice, okay? This is really nice. Uh, the question is, is it Sunnah or not? The Maliki, the, 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 uh, the Hanafis, the Shafi'is, the Hanbalis, the Zahiriya, the vast majority of scholars said this is a Sunnah act. To make Dua al-Istiftah, Thana, as we call it, it's a Sunnah of the prayer, okay? And that's because of all of the hadith that have been established, the ones that were mentioned. And all of these hadith, they cover obligatory prayer and nafil prayer. The Malikis, though, because of Imam Malik, they said that it is not legislated in the prayer. It's not actually part of the prayer. And the reason for that is... And then it's also one narration that it's only in the nafil prayers, not in the obligatory prayers. Okay? The one, uh, there's a couple of reasons for that. There is an authentic hadith yani, of Anas radiallahu an, where he said that I prayed behind the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and all of them would open the prayer with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Um, so the Maliki said he didn't say that he opened the prayer with Subhanakallahumma. Okay, that's their first evidence. Another evidence, they said that it has been established from the Prophet ﷺ, the famous hadith of Al-Mulsi fi salatihi, the one who made error in his prayer, hadith Bukhari again, the man who walked into the masjid, he prayed wrong. The Prophet ﷺ eventually told him how to pray. When he taught him that hadith in him, he, in that hadith, he did not say to him, then you say, Subhanakallahumma. That's their evidences. What's the correct position? It's no doubt the position of the majority. Straight response to the, these hadith is that these hadith do indeed state 
that the prayer was started like this, like this, but it doesn't deny that it never was with al-istiftah in other times, in other ahadith. It's a straightforward situation. So uh, the, the position of the majority is the one to be taken. It's a sunnah, and there's no doubt about that. Um, the next thing is, is it legislated in every type of prayer? Again, the majority, okay, first of all, the, the Malikis we know, they only uh, they said either it's not legislated or at best in the prayer, but certainly not in obligatory. The vast majority of scholars, okay, they said no, it's a sunnah in every prayer. It's a sunnah mutlaqa. It's an absolute sunnah that has no restriction that goes in every single prayer, nafal and, and fard. Question. What is the big exception to this? What is the... Huh? Go on, tell me about it. What about the janazah prayer? So tell me who says that. Not the Hanafis. Good. Let's talk a little bit about the janazah prayer. So we all know about the janazah prayer, four takbirs, and there are meant to be things that are said in between. Now, if you're Hanafi when you're brought up, what's the first thing you're taught? What's the first thing you say? Sana. Sana. So, Allahu Akbar, and it's Subhanakallahumma bihamdika wa tabarakasmuk. Yes, that's what you're taught. Then, Allahu Akbar, second one. Wait a minute. Don't wait a minute. By the way, the Bangladesh win or not? Oh, sugar, we can't talk about that. Well, next week, the Asia Cup's finished. <laughs> that, was, that was a poor, poor last week they won. <laughs> last week they won. <laughs> Bangladesh last week, they're champions. Yeah. And, they, and they beat India as well. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, what did they say in the, after the second takbir? Durood Sharif, Allahumma sallallahu Muhammad. Now, I ask you a question. Does that even make sense? Tell me. Okay, what do the other three Imams do? Fatiha after the first takbir. Yes? So, all the vast majority of scholars, Allah Akbar, Imam says Allah Akbar, then you read Fatiha. Then you, Allah Akbar, then you read Then you say Allah Akbar, then dua for the deceased. Then Allah Akbar, Now, here's the interesting thing. So, in the majority, they have no istiftah, no thana, and they have fatiha. In the division of Abu Hanifa and the Hanafis, they have an istiftah. You would have thought, by all means, that the fatiha would either follow or it would come after the next takbir. And it's amazing, amazing, mind-blowing in fact, that they would put something an istiftah there and not fatiha. Now speak to me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what you think is going on. Tell me, Annie, have we all lost the plot? They've lost the plot. What's going on? The whole thing is a dua. You see, in the Hanafi school, they don't consider it a salah. They said, where did you get salah from? Why are we praying? They turned it down. This is what he said, isn't it? Huh? I, you know what it is? I was called the other day by a mufti. What are you saying? He said it changed. Yeah. Saying Fatiha. Oh, Wajalla Sana. Okay. No, no, right. So you're saying that now they're becoming modern log, yeah? 
He gives you time to pray Fatiha as well. Yeah, because you know what it is? It's very difficult. But I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, but, but I have to tell you that personally, I have always loved the Hanafi position. And I'll tell you why. But, but here's the thing. I got a call from a mufti in Pakistan last week who asked me this exact question. He goes, why is it that we, he said we, don't say Fatiha? In the, I said, don't worry, ask me, ask your boys. <laughs> right? Why is it? And I'll tell you why it is. Because they do not see Salatul Janazah as a Salah. They call it namaz janazah but they don't see it as namaz janazah They don't see it as namaz. They still say you've got to make wudu for it. They still say you've got to face towards qibla. Okay? You've never seen a Hanafi ever not do that. But they say, how can you call it a namaz? When there's no ruku'a, there's no sujood. It's like, you know, it's four takbirs and nothing else. And it's a dead person that we're trying to help. And the hadith indicate that the more people that are in the janazah, the more forgiveness will be given to the person. This does not resemble a prayer. This resembles an ijtima'i dua. An ijtima'i dua. So when you think about it, the fiqh behind it is actually very, very uh, interesting. You know, yeah, the way the Hanifis look at it. So that would be great. Except, of course, yani, the hadith, yani, unfortunately, uh, indicate that there's no evidence that the uh, uh, that the Fatiha was ever left out in Janazah. In fact, we have positive evidence to the contrary. The hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, when he, I hope that he mentions this uh, reference. I can't remember the hadith where it is, but it's certainly one of the most authentic hadith where, he, where, where ibn Abbas did Salatul Janazah out loud so that the people could learn it. And as they learned it from him, he recited Fatiha after the first takbir. That's the, that's the, that's the killer, okay? And, um, and it is a salah. And our answer to the Hanafi's complaint that how is this a salah? It's a dua. We agree 100% it's a dua, which is why you go real big, you know, on the dua. Allahumma ghafur lahiyyina wa mayyitina wa shahidina wa ghaibina dua, dua, dua. And you make more dua. But that does not mean it can't be a salah. And it was, it was known as Salatul Janazah. And it's always been done yani, in a salah form. And there's no evidence to suggest it's not a prayer. So we say that the, the correct uh, position is to follow the sunnah. And that is to say the Fatiha without the thana, uh, uh, without the thana, because the hadith and the sunnah of the Prophet indicate that that's exactly how it was done. But at least you are now know why it is that the Hanafi school don't. And when you understand that, you see, I go even further. You know when you start looking at why some of the Hanafi scholars said that the children who pass away, they don't have a Salatul Janazah, especially when they're young. This is why I always like this opinion. I always like the Hanafi opinion because it makes a lot of sense to me. Because when you, there are some narrations that indicate that the Prophet ﷺ didn't pray. Some, some narrations didn't pray for the very young children or the, 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 those that are born miscarriage. Uh, uh, born uh, miscarriage, stillborn, stillborn. Yeah, those are that are born stillborn. And if you understand, if you if you understand it in the context of the salah dua debate, then a stillborn has no sin to need to, a dua to be done. And actually, even the dua in dua al-istiftah when a child passes away is a dua for the parents, right? Oh Allah, make this child a zahiran. يعني وسلفاً لوالديه يعني make this يعني the child a stored amount of reward for the parents so you're not even making dua for the parents it, it, not the kid it's for the parents so you know it would then kind of make sense that 
the people who need a kind of dua and a salah, whatever, is these people who sin. And for the young, it doesn't. I'm just saying that, you know what? Don't think that they are random fiqh, are just any poor decisions. There's a lot of thinking going on. These scholars, when they make these calls, a lot of thinking, a lot of fiqh going on. You know that? Really like impressive stuff. So, uh, anyway, Shaykh Shanqiti, alayhi rahmatullah, ta'ala, he says, What I consider to be the strongest opinion, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, is that... Um, that the thana al-istiftah is not legislated in the Salatul Janaza because of all the hadith that have been uh, uh, narrated indicate that and the hadith of Ibn Abbas and Abu Umama that are narrated in the Sunan of Abu Dawood and so on then they indicate very very clearly that the guidance of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu was to only recite Surah Al-Fatiha after the first takbir and Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best okay right questions Questions? It could have been. But the, it could, uh, the, the question is, is that uh, how, how did the Prophet ﷺ hear the companions uh, in, the, uh, in that? Um, it could be that he heard one saying very loudly uh, uh, in an obligatory prayer, but there's, there's, it's clear that this is referring to a nafal prayer. But it, I'm saying it could also be an obligatory prayer, but you're right, it would be very difficult. But no, it's clearly that it's a nafil prayer. He's walked past and he's commented. Yeah. Yeah. And even, by the way, that comment, you're, in the, you're kind of thinking that he's waited for him to finish and tell him afterwards. He could have said that right there and then as well. You know, like your parents speak to you in prayer. I was praying yesterday at my mom's house. Honest to God, man, my mom, she just goes around me and speaks to me in the prayer and whatever. And I finished prayer. I said, what's all that about? She goes, what did I do? Did I cut you? I said, what do you have? Because you went round and put the curtains and did my clothes. And she goes, oh, you're praying so late. I remember prayer, man. Leave me alone. And then, Yanni, she goes, did I cut you? I said, well, that was the only thing left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, are we, any other questions? Huh? Because that's been a tough week. She called me back, yeah? Yeah, she called me back from last week. That's amazing. Can I ask you about Unless you can ask it in literally like six seconds. Well, one second. There you go. Zakmullah khair, guys. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdika. Ashadu wa la ilaha ilaha. Antwa astaghfirullahum wa atubu alaykum. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Allah <laughs> 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 <laughs>